Hi, my name is Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional traveler. Today we're going to compare and contrast different tents. How do you choose the right tent for backpacking, camping, climbing, and expeditioning? That's what we're going to talk about today. How do you choose the right tent for hiking, climbing, camping, and expeditioning? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today in this video. I've got a MSR Hubba tent, a Coleman Sun Dome tent, and a Hilleberg Namage tent. Hardcore! So we're going to get into showing you what it's like to set each of these up and why you might choose one or the other. But first, before I do that, if you don't mind, please hit the subscribe button that helps support my channel. And also, please leave a comment below. Just scroll to the bottom and leave a comment and give me some ideas for more videos and how I'm doing. Thank you very much for subscribing and leaving a comment. So let's get right into it. So I've got the MSR Hubba tent. It got a little wet. Hopefully it's not wrecked. Oh well. So I'm going to weigh these different tents just so you have an idea of where we're going to start. So this tent is three pounds, four ounces. This is a single person tent. It looks kind of wet. This is the Coleman Sun Dome. I'll leave a video to the below review to this tent. That sucker's heavy. That thing is eight pounds, six ounces. And then my Hilleberg trusty expedition tent that I've used in uh, in Antarctica and on Denali that weighs seven pounds thirteen ounces. So the the uh, the Himasar Hubba is substantially lighter. It's a one-person tent, only three pounds and five ounces, give or take. So what I'm going to do is set up each one of these tents. I'm going to do a time lapse and show you the different aspects of these tents. And I've got a whole list of how to pick a tent for camping, backpacking, hiking, climbing, and expeditioning. So let's kick it up. Okay, there we go. I have now set up the Coleman Sun Dome tent. As you can see there, that is a single wall basic family camping tent. It's great for car camping and basics where it's not too expensive if something happens to it. It's super heavy. I wouldn't call that an expedition tent at all. But I actually use it quite a bit because, well, it sets up easy. It's no problem. It's inexpensive if something happens. Eh, no big deal. So the second tent I'm going to set up is MSR Hubba. Now, as you can see with the MSR Hubba, it is actually already set up. It has a mesh net, so you can simply camp in the outdoors without having to put the rain fly on. So if you don't have rainy conditions, it's kind of sketchy right now. I know it's going to rain. Then that is a very versatile option. Compare that to the Coleman Sun Dome. That is a single wall tent. It's just got a single sheet of nylon. That's it. The MSR Hubba is a... I wouldn't call it a double wall tent because the mesh no seam netting doesn't keep you know storms out but that is an option too so this is a little more versatile of a tent 
of course it's more expensive. So I'm going to set this tent up so hopefully I can put the vestibule out and explain what that is for you and give you some ideas and options. Now you'll notice that, ooh, a little bright there, sorry. You'll notice that these two tents are quite mobile. The Coleman Sun Dome, you can pick that sucker up, drop it wherever, completely mobile. The MSR Hubba is pretty mobile until you have to stake out the vestibule, then you're somewhat fixed, but it only takes two stakes to pull up and move. So I'm gonna move the tent just a little bit so I can give you a demo and show the different looks here, but that's all I need. Okay, so I've got the MSR Hubba reset up and we're all good. It's actually getting pretty bright. Let me change the exposure. Okay, back in business. So I've staked down the MSR Hub and you can see that's pretty mobile. It only really needs two guy lines staked out and you're in business. It does have additional guy lines, but for this demonstration, I don't wanna put them up. And now I'm going to put up the Hilleberg tent. That's a much bigger operation. It is the toughest tent I own. and probably one of the toughest tents on earth so let me get in that process I will move the camera so you can see me set that tent up as well Now, as you can see, the setup on the Hilleberg tunnel tent is much more substantial. That tent is not mobile at all, so I'm gonna keep going, but then I'll talk about the footprint, the area, and the differential, and all the different uses. Okay, just to get the basic structure of the Hilleberg up, takes six stakes just to get it going, but I still don't have the vestibule, so oh, I need to grab some more stakes. And you'll notice too, how much more space and time the tent takes up, but you do have some trades for that as well. Okay, there we go, and it's getting dark again. <laughs> Alrighty, so as you can see, I've got all three tents set up here. I've got a Hilleberg Expedition tent, that is a four season ultimate terror tent, Antarctica, the Arctic, Denali, Everest, wherever you might be. The MSR Hub is an ultralight backpacker. Um, single wall plus mesh net. The Hilleberg is double wall. And then the Coleman Sun Dome is a basic family camping tent. So what I'm gonna do is pitch off the camera here, walk around and show you some of the different aspects you might consider when looking at different tents. Now, the number one thing you want to consider is capacity. The Coleman Sundome can fit up to three people comfortably without any gear. The MSR Single Hubba is one person, period. And the Hilleberg tent is two people without gear, maybe just gear in the vestibules, but you're a little snug. That's something to think about is, oh, how many people do I want? If you're winter camping, you always have to consider you get to subtract one from the, the camping options and 
the the uh, MSR hubba boy it's like literally sleeping in a coffin I'll show you that in a minute the Hilleberg has it has two people you can sleep two people in there but there isn't room for much gear at all it's pretty much you two just sleeping and you've, you've got your gear in the vestibule uh, the the Coleman Sundome again it's super light duty tent but amazingly it's held up for I don't know 10 10 plus years and it's done very well so number of people so winter capacity versus summer capacity typically for an expedition you'll subtract one person off the rating so I could put two people in there I've seen people in much smaller tents on Denali uh, it's kind of cozy so you have to be very tolerant and extremely patient uh, I wouldn't I've never seen anybody with the Coleman Sun Dome on Denali I've seen a few people with MSR hubbas or very similar light tents on Denali kind of taking a risk there that said I have used the MSR hubba in Yellowstone in the winter let me make an adjustment there I have used that in the winter not the best choice and I have also used this tent in Greenland in the Arctic so that says something that these tie-down lines even though it's a single wall three season tent the MSR hubba can actually do pretty well the weight boy the weight is a huge consideration the Hilleberg six uh, seven pounds the Coleman eight and a half the MSR three and a half you have to consider what you have to deal with and how bad the weather is going to be wind resistance <laughs> okay wind resistance the Hilleberg up to 100 miles an hour I've been in 60 plus mile an hour winds I put up an ice shield from it no problem the MSR hubba oof, yeah no that guy's meant for real wind I mean you could stake it out and it'll definitely handle something but you're pushing past 20 25 and you're in trouble the Coleman Sundome um, <laughs> you could already see it's starting to sway that's only a two pole tent so something to watch out for also when you're backpacking and hiking and climbing and camping the Hilleberg comes with 10 millimeter poles they're much bigger than the I think they're probably eight I'm guessing on the MSR and then the Sun Dome is fiberglass that's not even a real consideration but if you are rocking for hey I want to do an expedition you want to make sure that your tent manufacturer gives you 10 millimeter poles they're much tougher that said I have had Hilleberg uh, I've found online like oh it broke the pole that's in a raging windstorm if you set the tent up correctly you shouldn't ever have a problem I never set double poles in Antarctica that's a question too is your design capable of actually putting two poles in the sh in the sleeve the MSR hubba no way that is a very specialized pole setup the Coleman no way again the Hilleberg absolutely you can actually double up the poles inside the uh, sleeve and make that tent ultra ultra tough so if you're in a raging windstorm on Everest or in Greenland or the Arctic or Antarctic you can actually double up the poles does it add some weight absolutely but boy when that pole breaks and your tent collapses and it's a raging storm you're gonna think you know I should have put that extra pole up okay uh, tear resistance that's another thing that curl on 1800 that Hilleberg uses is ultra tough I've had little swatches of it and they're all snipped and that's their demo you try and tear it you can't tear it do they tear it yes but just by hand no way 
The MSR Hubba is basic ripstop. It's pretty nice, but it's meant to be ultralight. The Coleman, uh, surprisingly, is pretty tough. Even though it's basic ripstop nylon, it's actually a much heavier type of nylon. And then what I call the bathtub, the bathtub in the bottom is really, really tough. It's that heavy tarp plastic. So tear resistance, if you're going somewhere really raging or maybe even the desert, that is something to consider. A snow skirt. Uh, so, do, is it possible to put a snow skirt on your tent and do you need one? Again, the Coleman Sundome. I keep bagging on that poor tent, but it's so cheap at your local Mega Mart or at the link below on Amazon. Don't discount it because it's inexpensive. The MSR Hubba, you can't put a snow skirt on that realistically without you sewing it on. It isn't designed that way, but the Hilleberg, you can actually order it from the factory. Uh, Petra up in Seattle, she can actually have her people sew on a snow skirt. Now, I didn't use a snow skirt in Antarctica. That, I think it's more weight and more effort for me. It's no big deal. I just pile up snow blocks all around the tent and it totally works. But if you think you need a snow skirt, you can order that. So that's a consideration because weather, Oh, like right now, there's just like the tiniest of spitting. It's going to start really raining here in a couple hours. But that's nice. What about driving rain? Driving rain is really where things go wrong. Again, the Coleman surprisingly does pretty well. Now, if it's raging rain, this is a light duty, easy tent. This tent is actually pretty good. It does come with the footprint and everything, but the MSR, you can see here, if you get driving rain, it's going to start getting into these corners and you are gonna get wet. So even though it's pretty good, you've got to really put the guy lines out and get everything out and there are guy lines here. If you put all the guy lines, you should be okay. Again, the Hilleberg, the ultimate, yeah, driving rain, driving windstorms, driving snowstorm. Meh, no big deal. All right. Ventilation. Ventilation is a major, major factor because you will get slowly soaked from your respiration breathing out and just the humidity coming off your body. The Hilleberg has a couple of vents, one in front, one in back, plus the doors. That allows you to vent the humidity from your body or if you're in a humid location. So that's a total winner. The MSR Hubba, you can unzip the top here and that's all the ventilation you get. Oops. So you can unzip the top, but that's all the ventilation you get. I have been pretty moist in this tent. So as long as it's not raining, I will unzip this, open it up and let the air through, but you will get soaked in there. And the Coleman actually does very, very well. I unzip the total top and the window in back, and I've got plenty of ventilation. I've never been soaked in the Coleman in a non-rainy situation where I've been humid. Internal height of each tent, I'll show you that in a moment. Number of doors. Each one of these tents has a single door. However, Hilleberg does make a tent, much larger tent, that you can have multiple doors on there as well. I'll put a link below to that. Uh, do, do the tents have pockets? The Hilleberg does have a pocket in the front door. 
the MSR, uh, no, because there's just mesh netting. And the Coleman Sundome actually wins because it has a couple pockets, so it's pretty good there. Is there places, or are there places to hang gear to dry? The Hilleberg, you can put a line in the middle. I'll show you that as well. The MSR, uh, not really because it's mesh, so there's nowhere to hang it. And sadly, the Coleman Sundome, they didn't put a little uh, loop or something where you can hang stuff, but you can jerry-rig that and sew that in. Uh, guy lines, does your tent have guy lines? The Sun Dome, that style of tent, the only guy lines you have is the ability to stake the four corners on the tent. So if some wind does come up, you're okay. The MSR Hubba requires guy lines. These are these lines right here, these lines and then the lines over there. Does your tent come with guy lines? Because when it's plain calm, even a force 10 tent, a north face or anything else, you know, if you just toss it out there, it's no big deal. But if it's raging storm, you want like 10 lines coming off your tent because that's the only thing that's gonna hold you on the mountain. The guy lines seem annoying initially, but when it's raging, you're like, man, can I put some more guy lines on there? And yeah, you better believe it. Footprint. Generally, footprints are the biggest scam in tents ever, okay? So, footprints are where, hey, you buy this $50, $60, $70 custom-fitted footprint for your tent. I did that with the MSR Hubba, and the only reason I did that is because they use ultralight fabric in the bottom, and that light little ground sheet does pr provide some protection. Hey. The Hilleberg has a very tough bottom in it. It doesn't need uh, like a freaking footprint at all. The Sundome, boy, that thing is ultra tough. You don't need a footprint there. So I would say me on the footprint, if the, your local store tries to sell you it, say, no, thanks. I'll just get a sheet of Tyvek or plastic at the store. So instead of 50 bucks, pff, no way. All right, is seam sealer required? Ooh, that's good. Some tents, like the MSR Hubba, you can see it's actually coming off, but I put seam sealer on there, and that helps increase the waterproofness of the tent. I've never need to put seam sealer on my Hilleberg tent, because it's invincible. And seam sealer in the Coleman, well, if I need seam sealer, things have gone wrong, and I don't need that anyway. Now, there, as you can see, I have three different styles of tents here. One is called the basic dome tent. This is a two pole dome. There are three and even four pole dome. I've, I've slept on raging storms in Mexico in a four pole dome tent. The MSR is what I would call a hybrid. It's almost like a bivy. Where, there you go. You can see that shape there. I'll, I'll take the camera off in a minute. And a bivy is basically a tunnel over your sleeping bag maybe it has a hoop or something over your chest this is much more substantial than the bivy is a full one person tent and then the hilleberg here is what's called a tunnel tent as you can see it well looks like a tunnel the bigger tents look actually much more like a tunnel i find the tunnel tents are the easiest to put up in storms dome tents that pole's flying away, you're trying to get one in. This thing, I have put this tent up in 50 and 60 miles an hour. You hold on to that sucker, you, you tie it down to your sleds. Easy for a single person to put up in a raging storm. The tunnel tent is the only way to go. 
I've seen videos of people on Everest trying to put up their, their uh, four pole domes and whew. now the four pole dome will be quieter in a storm because you see that huge wall of nylon in the tunnel tent, man, in a wind storm, that wall is raging and there's so much compression and decompression. Your ears will keep popping. You actually have to unzip the tent. So that's something to consider the tunnel tents. There are a couple downsides. They can be really loud and you have to stake them. They're not freestanding. If you have to move them around, oh, it's like you got to disassemble the whole tent. The MSR, the, the bivvies, those styles, pretty easy. Unclip them and move them. And the uh, sun dome, you just pick that sucker up. How much space is needed? Okay, so that's a so question of mobility. I touched on that, but how much space is needed for each one of these tents? So that's actually a major consideration. So I brought my handy dandy tape measure here, and I'm going to show you how much space is needed for each of these tents. Alrighty. The sun dome requires a space of, I should get my better tape measure out here. It's a little embarrassing. The sun dome requires seven feet by seven feet. So 49 square feet, not too bad. Let's see, just verify uh, seven feet by seven feet. So 49 square feet, that's pretty easy. Now the MSR hobby, you think, oh, it's really compact. You have to consider that without these guy lines, you don't have a lot of space. So I'm gonna measure length versus width, including the guy lines, just to show you what it's like. Okay, so surprisingly, the length on the MSR hubba, uh, we'll, we'll call it, we'll give an extra foot for these guy lines to put them out. So it's seven feet, but the front to back is surprisingly long. If you need that guy line, we'll, we'll give you some slack on there. That's about eight feet of space you need for the MSR hubba. So seven feet across, eight feet wide. So 56 square feet of space in a square. I mean, you've got cantonary cuts and all that. I'm not gonna do the actual measurement, but know that you need a much bigger space, even though this is a much lighter tent. That's very interesting because of the design. Bivvies only need your sleeping bag. It's no big deal. Tunnel tent. This thing needs a lot of space, a lot. So I'm gonna come back here and I will ignore the guy line because you can kind of crash through the shrubbery, but we'll be honest about this. So you're going to need, let's see if my tape measure goes far enough to even do this. So from the back of the tent to the front and we're ignoring the guy line because you can kind of crash in the snow, you need 12 feet from vestibule to vestibule. It's big, it's really big. So 12 feet there and across. Across wise, that's about seven feet, but you need to include the guy line. So we're gonna, we're gonna be a little more honest with that one. You're gonna need to clear realistically almost eight feet. So 12 by eight, whew, that's 96 square feet. So the tunnel tent is substantially bigger. 
I mean, I've had to stomp out this huge space of, you know, t gosh dang, <laughs> you know, t 12 feet by eight feet. That is a lot of snow stomping with your snowshoes. MSR Hubba, you, you could just stomp out the basic space and just deal with the, the vestibule space. You can kind of get away with that. The Sun Dome, that's a family camping tent. So as you can see here, each one has its advantage and disadvantage. And what I'm gonna do now is take off the camera off of the tripod and I'm gonna maneuver you into each one of these tents to show you what it's like and give you some height and internal dimensions. The single wall versus single plus mesh uh, versus the double wall tent. The double wall tent is substantially warmer, that extra space. And what they mean, I'll show you by a double wall in a moment, is there is a tent inside the tent. You can't even see it until I show you. This is effectively a single wall. That mesh doesn't count for really for anything. And this is a single wall tent as well. So let's pop over here and we'll see if I can't get this tent open. Now the nice thing about the Coleman is it has a lot of room inside. I mean, huge. Way more than any other of my tents. And notice it's way cheaper. So when we come inside this tent here, you can see side to side, it's full seven feet and I've got a little bit of fuzz in here. And let's see how tall this is. So it's almost five feet tall. So as you can see, I'm six feet tall. I am on my knees and there is huge amounts of space over my head. It is really comfortable in this family type camping tent. And you'll see here, it has a very large back window, really, really large. And that's where I do the ventilation and uh, not terribly efficient. You think, oh, it's going to be cold. So you zip this up. But if you zip up the windows, you actually get colder because overnight you're breathing and everything coats everything on frost. So you're actually warmer by leaving the window open. I know it's totally jacked up, but that's just how it works. Okay. So this is your classic family camping tent. And if you're ever looking for a first tent, I get this one. It's really inexpensive. So now we're going to get into the MSR Hubba. Unzip this and I'll velcro that. Alright. And it does have Velcro. Okay, there we go. Inside the MSR Hubba. And it has these little toggles so you can keep the door from flapping in your face, which is really, really nice. Okay, so there you go. And you can see inside here. It's just a simple mesh net, as you saw when I put it up. Now, as you can see, I can't really unzip this one-handed. So I will put the camera down and unzip here. Okay, just to show you what it's like. There you go. Now inside is pretty much a bathtub. All right. So you can see, if I lay down inside this tent, my feet pretty much go to the end. And when I lay down, I've got uh, maybe about four inches of space here. So as you can see with my body, there's not a lot of space at all in this tent. 
so it is a single person tent but there is enough room in the vestibule to put your gear so i'm going to drop the vestibule and i'm going to zip it up just to show you ah. there we go so let me put the uh, mesh out and you can see it's got these handy dandy toggles again now one of the things i don't like about vestibules on a lot of flies is they don't go to the ground theoretically that allows for ventilation but you've got uh, almost 10 inches of driving rain space in there eh, not that great and you can see over here the theory is that driving rain would pretty much have to be horizontal so uh, one of the things of the design is you can't really make the fly go down farther so if you think you're going to be in a you're going to need a driving rain tent probably not the choice on this one and honestly most tents aren't that capable in driving rain they're just not so let me measure the sitting space now i'm sitting cross-legged and i have plenty of space in my head maybe two or three inches but if i put a air mattress or sleeping pad i'm going to be higher if i put my expedition <laughs> uh, air mattress my head's going to be rubbing and so you'll pretty much spend your whole camping trip hunched over that's just the way it is welcome to expedition life and let's see you've got a little tie here i could have clipped this up a little bit higher there are no pouches here but this is an ultralight tent so if it your tent that you're looking at says ultralight it's got all these pouches and extra doodads it's not an ultralight tent people that is bogus all right so as you can see in here pretty cozy so now i'm going to take us over to the hilleberg and show you what that's like that's where my palace is and i will unzip the tent here now that's the thing too the zipper is pretty far away so you almost have to get out of the tent to grab the zipper but the velcro is nice you can actually just lightly velcro here so if it's not windy at all the velcro is there it's actually pretty livable okay and i will go grab my sleeping bag just to show you what it's like inside so as we come in here you will see it actually goes under and that is a huge nice touch the zipper is completely protected from the elements so it's very hard if not impossible for driving rain to get at that zipper at all and this has toggles as well to open up the fly okay and you can see that this vestibule is substantial it's really really big so let me measure this out for you just for convenience sake oh geez it's huge so this is a five foot vestibule inside it can put a lot of gear or snow piles you can do your cooking and effectively it's four feet inside so that's pretty sweet now you'll see here that this actually has a netting i can't really film that sorry this actually has a netting independent of the door so you can put netting up inside and just like that now you'll see what i mean by double wall is this is the outside curlon 1800 this is a much lighter inside and the tent the actual tent is the outer shell 
and the inner tent actually dangles by these little loops. It's a really slick design. And so now we will crawl in here. You'll see I didn't clean the little sticks and whatnot very well. And this has a back vent that is completely openable. So you can open this up and it drops open or you can seal it with this guy. It's really quite versatile. And then inside here, you can see the outside world. And this setup, what I would do in Antarctica is I had this zipped up with this mesh here and I had that open full time, not fully outside, but just with the mesh to keep the spindrift out. And that prevented the snow from coming in. Now, you'll see this little wire loop. So a heavy expedition tent like this, you can completely zip closed. It's hard to do with one hand, but you get the idea. You can completely zip close the hatch or you can open it for ventilation, but you can actually completely open the mesh and get your hand fully outside if you need to. So that is a real benefit. The tent does have a couple of pockets. They are very light duty, so you don't want to put anything heavy in there. And in there, but you can see too, there is a gear line. Let me give you an idea how heavy duty that is. I, that gear line, I was able to hang one of my skis for repairing it in Antarctica. So pretty slick. Just to give you an idea of space, my feet are at the end of the tent. And when I lay down, let me zip this up. My head is pretty much at the end here. So I haven't tightened the tent. You'll have to forgive me. I don't want to do exact setup and whatnot. But you can see if I'm uh, in my heavy sleeping bag, this is all the space I have. So if I'm laying here, there is an arm length room. There's pretty much room for two people, as it says. If I really scooch to the side in a pinch, you could get three people in here, but you better be real patient. Now, sitting wise, if I'm just sitting on the ground, I'm six feet tall, my head is pretty much brushing up the inside of the tent. So the height is three feet max all the way up to there. So there you go inside and then the inside is pretty much six feet, maybe four inches. Now, being an expedition tent, if you want a much bigger tent, you've got to get the GT or the, the three person or whatever. But me by myself, this was very cozy. I could sit on this side of the tent and I would set my sleeping bag up and I would put all of my gear and junk on this side uh, so it wasn't too bad. Or sometimes I would set myself in the middle and what I would do is I pile up my gear and junk against the walls and that keeps the snow off of me so I can use my heavy expedition stuff to jam stuff up against the walls and it gives the tent in even better shape. Now notice this is pretty droopy in here because this tent has been pretty much through heck and back. Uh, the inside uh, loops are starting to wear out and everything, but uh, th this tent is pretty much, it'll be fine on Denali, but I couldn't take this to Antarctica or the Arctic again. It's uh, the UV radiation just cooked this guy, but you can see inside here, this is 
a very thick nylon bathtub. I did tear a hole in it and we sewed it up, so it's not that big a deal. But if you get an idea, and the length inside, just so you know, is an honest, eh, I would say it's an honest, like six feet from end to end, six feet and 10 inches. So pretty realistic. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go get my sleeping bag and throw it in each one of these tents just to give you an idea of what it looks like. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this antelope sleeping bag. This is a Western mountaineering sleeping bag. I'll put links below to this sleeping bag and I'm going to put it in each one of the tents and then I'm going to go film and show you how much space this takes up. Now notice, or note, this is a premium ex light expedition bag. Good to five degrees. I've taken this to minus 20, minus 25 in Greenland. I've taken this to minus 18, minus 20 in Wyoming. It wasn't particularly comfortable. Probably wasn't the best choice. I needed a heavier bag, but I want to carry it. Ah. So anyway, this is a big bag and I will toss it in each one of these tents just to give you an idea of how much space it takes up. First up is the Coleman Sun Dome. Obviously this is an insanely expensive bag. You can buy 10 or 15 of these tents for the cost of one antelope bag. But you can see inside with a very big sleeping bag. You could put three people in here. It would be cozy. But you could see you could do that. Now interestingly even though it sleeps just fine this bag is six foot six so you could see what that's like. So in a sleeping bag situation you've got a second person if I'm in the middle, you know, laying three people, the person over here is in their nice sleeping bag and the person over here is in their sleeping bag. We'd be pretty cozy, but it totally works. With two people, this is a super comfortable tent. So tons of space in this style of tent. Next, I'm going to show you the one person backpacker style tent, the MSR Hubba and all the tents like it and what it's really like. So as you can see here, the sleeping bag completely fills the space. I have used this bag and my larger bag, my Puma, in here, but this completely eats up all the space. And in fact, the bag slightly presses against the end because it's a six foot six bag. So just to give you an idea of the space in there, it totally works. I've used this in Greenland, in the Arctic and Yellowstone. So it is an option, all right? And now we're gonna come over to the Hilleberg. Now, I probably use my bigger expedition bag, but I don't wanna go get it. You'll get the idea. All right. And I tended to sleep with my head up at the head there and my feet down here. And you can see, if I cozy this over, two people can sleep in here and there you go so one sleeping bag there another there and all your gear in the vestibule for cooking all right so if i lay down in here you can see just based on my body size that sleeping bag there and here it would actually be really warm it is way warmer in this tent than the other two tents because of that double wall system where you have 
a wall of nylon and outside you have a second wall of nylon. So as you can see here, I've got three different tents that I presented to you to choose for basic camping, super lightweight backpacking, they're even lighter tents now than this, and one of the ultimate expedition tents on Earth. So all these different considerations, hopefully you found this video very useful to show you just what it's like to set them up, what it takes, how much space they take up, what kind of room is there, what it looks like with the sleeping bag, on and on and on. My name is Aaron Linsdow. I'm a polar explorer and professional traveler. Please like and comment on the video and subscribe to my channel to support it. Thank you very much. And also please support me on Venmo, PayPal, and Patreon. Thank you very much for watching.